0: Good morning everybody. Welcome to the, When is it Wednesday today? Wednesday morning daily morning devotional. Okay, so it's good to have you here. Let me just see who is on here. So I'll just give a moment or two for people to to come on live. Hello Lene. good to Okay, so, geniet right. daar, so I want to start in... Psalm 119, Psalm 119, good morning Janine, it's good to see you there, right, so Psalm 119 verse 89, hey Eric, it's good to see you from Worcester, Okay, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Stands firm as the heavens. Okay? King James, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Your faithfulness is from generation to generation. Okay, so Psalm 89, verse 2 also says, uh, Your faithfulness is settled in the heaven. All right, so, so, uh, the word is settled in the heaven. The heaven is not a planet far away above. It means the, the content of the word, the person of the word, the power of the word, the authority of the word, the light and the life of the word. Everything that is the word, that is God, that created everything, is settled. It's unchangeable. He's not gonna make up, uh, you know, change his mind. His mind is made up. <laughs> so there's, it's settled in the heavens. It's settled in heaven, right? So your word is settled in heaven. Now we know that John chapter one says, "In the beginning was the Word, which is settled in heaven, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. All things were created by Him, and without Him was nothing made." That was made and then this word after creating everything uh, God uh, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 he said something about Adam and Eve he said God said let us Father Son Holy Spirit make mankind in our image and after our likeness so whatever is in the word Is supposed to be mankind that's supposed to be the nature of man that's supposed to be what is in man and let them have complete authority the authority of the word over the fish of the sea the birds of the air the tame beasts and over all the earth and over everything that creeps upon the earth now we know that Adam and Eve messed up they ate from a different word they ate from a different tree and they subjected creation to frailty But uh, Jesus came, the last Adam, and he paid the price and he went through death to set free all those who through the haunting fear of death were held in bondage throughout the course of their whole lives. Hebrews chapter 2, he conquered death for us. He went through death. And through the resurrection, he established the last Adam, the second man, which is the spirit man, which is the God man. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. So the word settled in the heavens came and dwelt in flesh. And the first time we saw it was Jesus Christ. The angels broke out in praises. The heavenly army broke out in praises. Uh, Glory to God, most high, uh, and peace on earth toward men in, in whom God is well pleased. So, so uh, there was rejoicing when, they saw, when the angels saw Jesus born. Right? So they never saw him because he's unseen in the unseen realm. So uh, uh, the, the angels long to look into these very things, says the word. Okay, so uh, 1 Timothy 3, verse 16 says, Great is the mystery of godliness. Uh, it says, uh, he says, He came in flesh, He was seen, seen of angels he was preached in the world he preached in the world and believed in the world and taken up into glory all right so that glory needs to manifest on earth because the word needs to be preached that which is settled in heaven needs to be spoken preached prayed through So that it can be seen on this earth. And that essentially is the kingdom. Right? So there's this whole debate about. Uh, the kingdom of God, and is it coming, or is it here, you know, and I remember they all, always, you know, accused Prophet Corbus of saying, oh, he's a kingdom now guy. Well, what else? I mean, he prayed, let your kingdom come in earth as it is in heaven. So, is, he, is his prayer not answered, you know, so, so but still he said so much to pray, let your kingdom come in earth as it is in heaven. So, let me explain this. The kingdom w- was... According to the writings of Daniel, and if your times are wrong, you think Daniel is still to come, especially Daniel nine with the last week of years. It's already fulfilled. All right, it was a continuous, non-stop period of 490 years, 70 weeks of years. All right, so the last week of years was Jesus Christ walking on the earth. So Daniel's things must be uh, must be fulfilled. All right, so uh, I was going somewhere with Daniel. Kingdom. Thank you. Right, so Daniel prophesied the end of the Jewish world. Daniel prophesied the destruction of Jerusalem 70 AD. Daniel said, uh, you know, there's going to be, you know, the, the Messiah will be cut off. That's in the midst of the last week. And then at the end of the week, you know, the first week, Jesus did miracles in Jerusalem, the last Half of the week, first half of the week, Jesus did miracles in Jerusalem. Last half of the week, Jesus did miracles in Jerusalem through the apostles after the ascension. And um, then at the end of the, the last week of years, here is, is Stephen, and he speaks to the Jews. And they stoned him, and they saw his face became like an angel just before he started talking to, him, to them. All right, so, so that marks the end of the, of the prophecy of Daniel. And from the cross of Jesus Christ, which is the midst of the last week, until 70 AD, where the temple was completely destroyed by fire, as almost all the prophets said, um, is exactly one generation as Jesus prophesied in Matthew chapter 23 and Matthew chapter 24. All right, so, so it is one generation. So that means the old world was completely destroyed. What's the new that had to take his place? The kingdom of God. So the kingdom, the old covenant and the old way of worship and the temple had to be destroyed. And the new way of worship and the new temple, which Jesus said in John chapter 2, is his body had to be established. So the kingdom came. So John the Baptist said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Why would he say the kingdom of heaven is at hand if it is only coming in 2,000 years, 3,000 years? It's nonsense, okay? Why would Jesus come exactly and said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But uh, previous chapter, Mark chapter 3, he said, uh, because of the kingdom of heaven is at hand, repent and believe the gospel. So the gospel, the gospel of the kingdom must be the establishing of the kingdom. The kingdom is the authority of God, the throne of God. Your throne is in the heavens. The heaven is your throne, says, Isaiah 66, And earth is your footstool. What kind of house will you build for me? And Stephen even quoted it in Acts chapter 7 before he was stoned. All right, so, the kingdom replaced the Jewish system. Now, the kingdom of God is, Jesus said, it's not going to be by observation, look, there it is, there it is, but the kingdom of God will be within you. And Paul wrote, he said, the kingdom is not in, you know, talking. But it's in power. So it's an invisible kingdom with an invisible throne, with, an, with a temple which consists of a lot of people. The body of Christ, the temple of the Holy Ghost. 1 Corinthians, Corinthians 3 verse 16, second Corinthians 6, 1 Corinthians 6. Uh, that you are the body of Christ, you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. All right. So that was God's intent from the beginning. Let man rule, let him have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and every creeping thing on the face of the earth. So how would man rule in the kingdom of God? Man would receive the grace and the mercy of God by believing the word. Now the word that was revealed in the old covenant was not a word that revealed much of mercy and grace. I mean, we know that God revealed mercy to Moses in uh, Exodus chapter 33-34. But uh, it's, the law was an external rule, set of rules, observation, and if you broke it, you die. Yes, Or something else had to die in your place. So Jesus fulfilled it. He died in our place. And now there's a better word speaking from heaven. The first word is a word of vengeance, crying out from the blood of Abel, Hebrews chapter 12, that was swallowed by the ground. The the second word, the gospel of the kingdom, is a better word established on higher, better principles and promises. And it says here in Hebrews chapter 12, uh, let me just read it to you. It says... Okay. uh. See to it that you do not reject him or refuse to listen to and heed him who is speaking to you now. For if they, the Israelites, did not escape, What, where's the thing of the, oh, it's the previous verse. Okay, verse 24. To Jesus, the mediator, go between the agent of the New Testament, or the New New Testament, and to the sprinkled blood, which means, which speaks of mercy, a better and nobler and more gracious message than the blood of Abel, which cried out for vengeance. So the blood of Abel, so Cain killed Abel and the earth swallowed his blood. So uh, it cried for vengeance. But we know God says vengeance is mine. So the vengeance for sin was taken up on the body of Jesus Christ. Okay? So all the sin of the world was carried there. Now, if people receive him, they are forever forgiven, blessed, set free, holy, blameless, perfect. But if, any, if anyone rejects him, it says John chapter 3, uh, verse, last verse, 35, I think, says the wrath of God ever abides on them. So we don't want the wrath of God to ever abide on us. Now, there's two words. The one speaks from the beneath and the one speaks from above. The one that speaks from above is greater. It's a higher word. It's better promises. It's a better testament. The one that speaks from below is natural. It's carnal. It's external rules and observations. It can never cleanse the conscience of the worshiper. Okay, that's Hebrews chapter 10, Hebrews chapter 9, Hebrews chapter 7. The law never made anything perfect. So by going for the law and the rituals of the law, you could never have your conscience cleared. You could never get to a place where you enter in to the higher realm. So it's not higher in elevation that you need a spaceship. It's higher in realm. So if, you, if your conscience could be cleansed by the blood, the word of the blood of Jesus... If your conscience is cleansed, you can enter in there. So that's why he said Hebrews uh, chapter 10, verse 19 and 20, he opened up a fresh new living way through the power of the blood of Jesus, through the separating curtain that is through his flesh. So we go boldly through this door, which is his broken body, the cross of Jesus Christ, through the power of the blood. We enter in boldly, Hebrews chapter 4, and we receive mercy and grace, well-timed help coming just when we need it. So now, we have been granted access into this place where the word is settled. Into this secret place. Into this place where God is. The, that invisible place of a higher realm, of a higher frequency, of life. There's no death. There's no sickness. There's life and there's joy unspeakable and full of glory, right? Now we enter, we only enter... Through the power of the blood, through the separating curtain, through his flesh. Okay, so the word that speaks of the blood of Jesus is a higher word, speaks of mercy. Now, if we receive the mercy, what happens? That word starts having an effect on us, and that word is in our mouths and can be spoken through us into this world, and that word can change the world in which we live you can speak a word over someone who is sick like jesus to encourage your sins are forgiven rise up take your bed and walk and they did Uh, you know just speak a word and my servant will be healed and at that moment his servant was healed (laughs) all right so so from where do you speak the word what is the perspective okay So it's not about how much you say. It's not about the information you say. It's about the fellowship from which you speak. It's about having fellowship with the Spirit in the secret place, in the higher realm, from a higher frequency. You speak from Spirit to to earth. You speak a word which has power to transform the earth. Your word is settled in the heavens. But whether it is settled on earth is up to you. Right? So what are you speaking But what are you meditating? Because if the word is not in your heart, says Matthew 12, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the word must be meditated on. The word must be thought, is in deep thought. You need to go into a deep place in meditation in the word. And from that place, you can speak the word. And whatever is settled in the heavens where the word is, that created everything. When you speak that word, everything just changes all right so okay let's go to Matthew chapter 6 there's a question that I had for a long time and um and God answered it well many years ago already but uh if you know people ask these questions if God knows what I need why do I need to ask him you know And that's typically from a Calvinistic background, the type of thinking. You know, God is sovereign, so if God is sovereign, then He will do it when He wants to do it. Hey, you're involved. The sovereign God said you have authority. The sovereign God says you must pray. The sovereign God says you must lay your hands on the sick. So sovereignty means, yes, God doesn't need our permission. He does what He wants to do. But then does not He have the the authority to tell you to do something? So that means... I partake in the sovereignty of God if I obey him. And if I don't obey him, I'm in rebellion against the sovereign who is the king. Okay, So sovereignty vests in a person. In a kingdom, the king is the sovereign. But so that means if I recognize the sovereignty of the king, it means I must obey the king. Otherwise, I am in rebellion of the king or I'm not in his kingdom. Right? so we are in his kingdom so the kingdom already came at the cross there was an overlapping time when the old was still active and it had, there was 40 years in which it, they had time to repent the patience of God and then it was ended in 70 AD and they were dispersed and some were saved so the kingdom did come but it's not visible yet so must it still come? Yes. Has it come? Yes. It's both. It has come, but it hasn't fully manifested. The manifestation will be up to you who believe this word of the king and speak it. Right? So Romans chapter 5, verse 17 says, As death came into the world, as surely as death came into the world, actually much more surely, will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness. That means the word that speaks from heaven. If you receive it, they will reign as kings in life. So the kingdom must have come if we are to reign in his kingdom. It's here. It's invisible. It's not in talking, but it's in power. All right? So... The kingdom has come. The more we believe the word of the kingdom, speak the word of the kingdom, do the word of the kingdom, that which is in heaven comes to earth. That which is in heaven, through the authority of Christ, through us, the kings who have received from the king of kings, we speak a word and we subdue everything that is against God by speaking his word alone, by his authority, by his power. To the end that the kingdom will be fully manifested on earth and nothing that is not included in God will be seen on this earth. So the unseen has the power to change the scene. So the unseen spoke and the earth was created. Now God made man. And the unseen, well, man spoke because he ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and he messed this whole creation up. So now there's a second man, a new man, that is here to rule and reign in Christ. So if Christ is the head and we are the body, we are the second man in Christ. So if we receive his word of mercy, his word of grace, we will reign as kings in life. That means we will speak and subdue darkness. And... Everywhere around us. So what's the picture that we are looking for that's going to manifest? Revelation chapter 21 and 22. There was a throne, a river flowing out of the Lamb and out of the throne. And there was a Broadway, a golden street in the midst of the city. And in the midst of it was a river of life flowing. And the tree of life walking in it. That's you. It's you in Christ and Christ in you. Tree of life on either side and in, in the midst of the river bearing fruit Each season, fresh crop. All right? So, the river flowing. So, there shall no more tears. He will dry dry off every tear. And he said, it is done. See, the abode of God is with man. It's already done. Jesus said, uh, John 19, 34, it is finished. It is done. So, it's done. So, all those things need to Manifest. It's given in spirit, but if we believe the word that comes from above and we start seeing it and we start living in that unseen secret place and start speaking from it, we can change whatever is here to look like there. So what's the picture? Revelation 21 and 22. The river. Nothing accursed shall be there. Do you want nothing accursed to be in your nation, in your city? Then speak the word. Because that's the river. Jesus said if you drink off this river, John seven thirty-seven, streams of living waters will well up within you and flow from your belly. So now you become the temple with a throne on the inside and out of the throne and out of the lamb, which is now inside of you in spirit, flows this spiritual river. And now you become that picture. You become a walking, talking Holy of Holies. You become a walking, talking Ark of the Covenant. The presence of God abiding in you and with you and on you. As you go, you lay hands on the sick. You know how how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth, how He went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, Acts 10, 38. um, Because God was with Him. Is He not called Emmanuel? Is He not God with us? So if God was with Jesus then surely God is with us. Okay, So that means signs and wonders and miracles. That means the river is flowing. That means you're plugged in to, you're eating from the tree of life. You're believing the higher word. You're plugged into the river. You drink from the river. You, are, you become a tree. You become the manifestation of the invisible in the visible world. And you start to have an effect on the world around you. You'll transform lives around you. You will, you know, things will change. Even nature will change around you, right? If you are plugged into the right source. Okay. So Matthew chapter 6 says this. It says, uh, verse 6, When you pray, go into your most private room. That doesn't mean you can't pray in your car. That doesn't mean you have to go like into your prayer closet. If you have a prayer closet, awesome, great. But most people have closets that's so small you can't even fit in there. They can't even fit their clothes in there. Never mind, you know themselves. You know, so it doesn't. It's not a physical thing. Otherwise, we would have seen all over extra rooms for prayer. But it's good to have a prayer room. But you can pray anywhere. It's talking about a spiritual place. You shut yourself off. And that's why people close their eyes, to shut themselves off from outside influences. Okay, you go to your most private room and you close the door. Okay? Pray to your father who is in secret. So that's the secret place of Psalm 91. That's the, the place where you enter in through the blood and by the, uh, through the, the separating curtain, which is his flesh. And your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you in the open. So you go into the secret place, into the unseen place where the authority of the kingdom is. You go into the throne room of God. Ephesians 2.6, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. So you go into a state of rest, Hebrews 4, to the throne of grace, so that you can be seated with Christ in heavenly places, Ephesians 2.6. So you sit in Christ, at the right hand of the Father, resting in his word, resting in his works. And now, he says, now that's your position of prayer. And then he says, you go to your most private room, closing the door, pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you in the open. So your Father who sees in secret there in that secret place. You speak to him things there. You know, if you don't go to the secret place and you pray, you just pray in this natural. Your, your voice is heard on earth. But if you go into the secret place, through the blood, man, your voice is heard in heaven and on earth. Right. So he says, The Father who sees in secret will reward you in the open. So whatever you speak will happen. You get answers to prayers. Okay? Verse 7. When you pray, not if you pray, <laughs> but when you pray, do not heap up phrases or multiply words, repeating the same ones over and over. He's speaking to a specific practice of the Pharisees, you know, you know, and they say all kinds of things, but they don't go into the secret place. They pray without the Spirit of God. They pray without faith in the blood of Jesus. They pray, 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 because they want to be seen of men. So don't pray. To be seen of men. Don't pray on the street corner. So it's not about pray. You can pray on the street corner. But it's not about the street corner. It's about being seen of men. So you're, it's not about being seen of men. It's about being seen of the Father. So you pray in the secret place. Your Father who sees in secret will reward you in the open. All right? So now you're in the secret place. You have fellowship with the Father who is spirit. You're in that spiritual place, and your Father, who is spirit, who sees in secret, will reward you in the open. Okay? When you pray, don't hear people of phrases. So it's not about the, oi, 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 and everyone looks, oh, he must be holy, because look how much he's praying. It says, they think they will be heard for their much speaking. It's not about the much speaking. It's about the fellowship with the Spirit when you're speaking. Okay? And I'll I'll get to your point just now. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. So I was thinking, if the Father knows what I need before I ask Him, why do I need to ask Him? Because His Word is settled in the heavens, but His Word is not settled on the earth. And it's your job, according to His command, to settle it in the earth by your words. So if it doesn't come out of your mouth, you're not going to get it. I hope you're getting what I'm saying. You pray because you need to say it out of your natural, physical lips on this earth. If you say it out of fellowship with the Father, He already knows you need it. He's already in agreement that you need it. He wants to give it to you more than you even want it. But if you don't say it out of your mouth, you're not going to have it because you got the authority on this earth. right? So you pray, Father... We thank you for your goodness and your kindness. I thank you for the blood of Jesus, and you worship and you praise him. And Lord, Father, we need 10,000 rand to pay the rent. Father, we need 100,000 rand to buy a new camera. Father, we need, you know, so fellowship with him. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you. So thank you, Father. Your word says, whatever I ask, I will receive my heart doesn't condemn me. So I believe the word that is from above which speaks of mercy in the blood of Jesus. My heart doesn't condemn me anymore. 1 John 3 verse 19 and 20 says, If my heart condemns me not, I have boldness before God and whatever and I receive whatever I ask. So if I can receive whatever I ask, I better ask. Okay? So if it's not my mouth saying it, it's not going to happen. Because I've got the authority. He's not going to force himself on me. Okay? So the father knows that you need it. Okay? He says, um, therefore, verse 25, uh, stop being perpetually uneasy about your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink. So stop taking a thought that will cause you to fear and then cause you to say, what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? Okay? He says, uh, worrying, worrying, worrying. Look at the birds. They don't gather into barns. Your father keeps feeding them. Who of you by worrying and, and being anxious can add one unit of measure to his stature? Who by a, being anxious about clothes could, consider the, the, the fill, lilies of the fields, the of the fields, the lilies of the fields. Okay. If God so clothes the grass of the field, today is live and green and tossed into the ferns. Will he not much more surely clothe you, you of little faith? So don't worry. Okay. For the Gentiles... Wish for, crave, diligently seek all these things. And your heavenly Father knows well that you need them. You need the things. So you can ask him. You can bring your shopping list. Philippians 4, uh, make your wants known to God. Prayer in thanksgiving. So you pray, thank you, Lord, I need 10,000 rand for this. Thank you, Lord, I need 100,000 for this. Thank you, Lord, I need 6.5 million for that. You know, you pray. And then you thank him. Thank you, Father, for 6.5 million rand so we can pay the building. Thank you, Father, so that we can pay this. Thank you, Father. I mean, if my life is in His hands, I've given up everything. I don't have anything else than to, to trust Him for finances. So, whether it's 10,000 or 6.5 million, what's the difference? You know? So, your father who sees in secret will reward you in the open. All right? So, what did He say? He says, Don't worry. Be anxious for nothing. Philippians 4. Don't worry. Meditate on it, Philippians 4. But meditate on the word that is from above. Rest in that place. Ask and thank Him for it. I think thanks is a great expression of faith. Thank you, Father. We that 25,000 that we took out of the building uh, fund to, uh, to pay the rent of this place because everyone went on holiday. <laughs> It's coming in. That 25,000, it's coming in. We'll just put it back. And more and more. There will be double that back in the account before the end of the week. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. I thank you for it. So you say the words through fellowship with the Spirit of God, and you rest and you don't worry. Okay? And then you go on. And the Father who sees you there in the secret place, the word is settled in the heavens. You, go, you just go by the word of God. You just go by the scriptures. What does the scripture say about stuff? You just go, what does the scripture say? And you speak the scripture, you pray the scripture, you meditate in the scripture, you speak, speak, speak. In the secret place, in fellowship with him. And your father who sees there, man, he will reward you in the open. Your mouth spoke it, he said you needed to do it. Boom, and it comes. And there's a manifestation of what you need. So the, the question is, Where is your mind? Where is your words? Are you speaking realities? Are you meditating realities? Or are you changing realities by speaking the word and meditating the word and sitting shutting yourself off from the stuff in the world? Going to you can go to a prayer room, you can go to your own bedroom, you can go anywhere, you can just wherever, even in a you know, multi-story car park, somewhere park your car where there's no one and just Shut yourself off and meditate. Thank God. Go in a state of rest. You know, worship God and ask Him. Meditate. Ask Him and thank Him for it. Okay? And the the peace of God will be with you and the God of peace will be with you. Philippians chapter 4. All right. So uh, just get the worries out. Just get the fear out. Don't speak the movie that you made up in your mind because of fear. Meditate peace and then speak that. Pray that because those prayers will be answered. It will be powerful because of your position of prayer seated with Christ in heavenly places at the right hand of the Father on the throne of grace. Right? So that's the word that's from above. If we believe it and speak it, we will see it happen on this earth. That's the kingdom. The kingdom of God is signs, wonders, and miracles. The kingdom of God is, Jesus said, pray in this wise, Matthew 6, our Father who art in heaven. There's a secret place. Hallowed be your name. There's praise. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in earth. Word settled in the heavens has to be exerted in the earth. Heavens is your throne, earth is your footstool. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in the earth. As it is in heaven. So, Lord, show me what it is in heaven. Show me how it is in heaven. You get pictures. I think a good picture is Revelation 21:22. 22. Okay? Um, you know? Uh, your kingdom come. Your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. The word of mercy speaking from above. Provision coming from above. right. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. All right. So you praise him and you thank him for it. right. I think it's amazing. All right. I just want to, we're all over the time already, so, but I just want to uh, mention this Revelation chapter 5. Speaking of the above word, he says, uh, they sang a new song, was nine. You are worthy to take the scroll and break the seals that are on it. For you were slain, sacrificed with your blood. You purchased men unto God from every tribe, language, nation, people. So, so it's the word of the blood of Jesus speaking from heaven, right? Now he says, and you have made them a kingdom of priests through God, and they shall reign as kings over the earth. So... Yes, we know a function of the blood is to cleanse us. That's Hebrews chapter nine, verse 13 or 14, the blood of Christ will cleanse our consciences from dead works and lifeless observances. But you know that the blood is also currency. He bought us with his blood out of every nation, kingdom and tribe and tongue. and he has made us kings and priests. So if you understand the blood, you will stand in the kingdom. You will stand before the throne, but you will see be seated on the throne. OK? They shall reign as kings over the earth. That means they've received grace. Romans 5, 17. Okay. So you are a king and you're a priest. Both. You are a king, you're a priest. What does the priest do? Romans 12, 2. Offers living sacrifices. What do you offer? Your body. As a living sacrifice unto God. So you surrender completely. What does the king do? The king speaks, commands, things to come. Okay. Right, So the priest stands ministering to people the word of the blood of Jesus. The king prophesies and declares the realities into their lives. So it's both functions in the kingdom that you're supposed to have all by the blood of Jesus. All right, So may you be blessed. May you know the power of the blood of Jesus, the above word. May that word that is settled in the heavens be settled in your heart. May it be settled in your circumstances, in your life. May you speak that word and see results. In Jesus' name. right. Thank you for watching. Please send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Send us, you know, testimonies or revelations or whatever. Or just, you know, say hi or whatever. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us where you're watching us from. So let me just see if I've missed anyone. Uh, The name says they're cutting here. Okay, said, Janine, bless you. Yes, well, I mean, I also think the word is well. All right, so evangelist Asif Yunas, bless you. And Hannes, bless you, man. Yolandi uh, Schreder from Amarva, bless you. Uh, Dini from Donau Bay. Pastor Benny from Joburg, man. Go for it there in Joburg. You Let your light shine. You're going to change that city, man. And Eric there from Worcester, bless you guys. All right, so it's good to see you. We'll see you again tomorrow morning at 9. Have an amazing day be placed